Welcome back, guys, to episode 42 of the podcast. Uh, Thanks for joining me again. Um, We took a little break there. I try to I'm trying to record the podcast every week. I want to bring you a weekly show. Um, But, you know, uh, every once in a while, we're going to take breaks here and there. Uh, But I will try to get you a show every week when possible. Last week, we shot our first wedding of the year, and we kind of spent the days before that, preparing for it, um, and we had some other stuff going on over the weekend, so, you know, I didn't want to put too much stress on it. I reached out to you guys on the Facebook group and uh, let everyone know that there wasn't going to be an episode, and everyone was super cool about it, so thank you guys for uh, supporting the podcast. We had our first wedding last year, We had or we had our first wedding uh, last week, and it was so much fun. It was down in Temecula. Uh, it was at one of the wineries down there and we knew the, uh, a lot of the friends and family of this couple and we just had the greatest time, the coordinator down there and everyone that worked with her, they were all so great. Um, yeah, it was just a good time. It was a perfect kickoff to the year. So we're excited to get, uh, right back into it. Uh, just a reminder, if you guys want to reach out to me, uh, if you guys have questions that you want answered on the podcast or any topics that you want to hear about, uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And uh, now you can go join the Facebook group. Uh, we have a nice uh, little community that uh, just continues to grow. I post uh, articles and questions, and you're welcome to post questions on there and ask photographers for their opinions on certain things. And um, yeah, we got a community over there that's growing. So uh, go down to the show notes. All the links, all the links uh, are in the show notes of the podcast. Uh, so check that out. And if you guys are enjoying this podcast and you want to support this podcast, uh, you guys can leave me a review, leave me a five-star rating, leave me a review. And um, I just wanted to bring that up. I got some recent reviews on the podcast and I just kind of wanted to shout a couple people out. Uh, Photo Mez left a review on Apple Podcasts, said, great and informative show. Just found this podcast from another photography podcast. Great show and look forward to the next episode. And that kid who will not shut up, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great name. He said, 1010, would recommend to a photo, photog friend, interesting, entertaining interviews and a great place to get some practical advice and tips on how to rock this wedding photographer life. Uh, thank you guys so much for those reviews. It means so much. Um, I had uh, another another photographer, Christian, who reached out to me uh, on Instagram and said he's uh, a fan, a fan of the podcast. Uh, and he said, thank you for all the golden knowledge that you share through the wedding photo podcast. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoy doing this podcast. It's so much fun. I love that I get to interview all these amazing photographers and wedding vendors and talk about the wedding industry. And it's good to know that you guys are listening and enjoying it. Um, I do it for you guys and, um, and I'm going to continue to do so. With that being said, our guest this week, all the way from uh, Buffalo, New York, I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking to Andy Buscemi. He's a wedding photographer out in New York. He travels all 
all over the state photographing weddings and um he's been doing it for almost he's been he's been in the wedding industry for almost 10 years got to sit down with him and talk to him about how he runs his wedding he had a ton of great advice i was sitting there you know taking notes so this is another great episode i hope you guys enjoy it um i had a great time talking to andy and like i said he had a lot of great information to share with you guys so without any further ado i present to you andy buscemi Thanks for thanks for joining me, man. I'm so happy that you uh, you were down for hopping on the podcast with me. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's it's cool that we can do this thing and the world gets smaller by being able to do this. I with know. One another, so. I'm a I'm a big fan of your guys' podcast. I listen to it all the time. You, I think the three of you guys together, you guys bring a really uh, awesome perspective because you guys all like think differently. And when mm-hmm. you guys have all these discussions, you know, you guys don't always agree on it but you're yeah. able to like kind of talk these things out. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. We're, it's a good mix. I think, you know, between the three of us and it's, you know, kind of like what you said, it's, yeah. it's good to disagree and, you know, and understand why we disagree and, yeah. you know, and sometimes we all have different opinions. Some things work better for different people. Than, yeah. than, no, so. absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, so just to, uh, get this thing started, uh, tell, tell us where you, where you're located. Uh, so I'm in Buffalo, New York, yeah. uh, which is, uh, the Western part of New York. Everybody says like, if you're from the different part of the country, people ask where you're from. If you say New York, yeah. everybody thinks of New York city automatically, but nope, there's a whole other part of New York and it's the Western side of New York. And we're like eight, eight hours away from New York city. So di- different world out here. How, and how, how much, how different is it from the New York that we all think of? <laughs> uh, it's. Well, I mean, I, totally different, I guess, in a way. Um, it's, uh, you know, like Buffalo is like, it's a big city, but it's not like a major city, you yeah. know? Um, uh, so, I mean, we've got a little bit of that, but then outside of, you know, Buffalo, it's, you know, it's really kind of pretty rural. You know, you got a, you got a good mix of uh, political opinions that go on, you know, yeah. out here, just like you do throughout a lot of the country, so... And have you always been out in in that area? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm originally from Rochester, New York, which is about uh, you know about an hour east of Buffalo. So um, a lo- there's a lot of um, people that kind of um, live and work in both out here because they're both you know roughly similar size cities for the most part. And uh, you know a lot of my work ends up being split between the two um, pretty evenly um, as far as like my the normal, you know, weddings that I photograph are a lot split between the two. And then um, once in a while I have um, weddings where I'm other places throughout the country when those, those opportunities come up. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, and did you grow, you said you grew up out there. That's, that's where you, do you do most of your, your weddings out in that area too? Uh, yeah. So I would say probably like 80%. So 85% or so of my work is in this area in Buffalo and Rochester. And then I would say like the other 20-ish percent every year is, you know, uh, different weddings throughout the country. So I was trying to find uh, research you a little bit and some of the stuff that, that you do. I found out that um, you weren't always a wedding photographer. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to know a little bit of your background. You know, um, I, I, I like... 
having guests on here and having them talk about like how they formed their path into wedding photography because I feel like it's easy to assume that we just one day picked up a camera and decided this is what we were going to do for a living. But everybody has their own path and their own way of, of creating, you know, this career for themselves. And I find that the most interesting. So I did read that you uh, were a music teacher at some point as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Little, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. So I started, um, I was a, a wedding photographer. I'm sorry, I was a wedding photographer. I was a music teacher for a number of years. Um, I would say probably about eight years. Uh, I started in 2004, and I think I left teaching around 2010, 2011. Uh, so basically, uh, I was always kind of, when I was in high school, I was kind of one of the art kind of kids. I would draw like huge charcoal Jimi Hendrix drawings, yeah. and I would do a lot of paintings, acrylics and oils and all that kind of stuff. And I was always like the art kind of kid. And then I got sucked into the music program kind of later on in high school. And that, that, that music teacher changed my life um, in a way that was very positive. And um, I ended up wanting to do that for other kids. So that's why I ended up um, going to school to teach music instead of pursue art, which is what I was originally going to do. Um, and uh, so, but I, I ended up going to school for, for music and ended up, uh, you know, doing that dream, uh, which the dream was to teach music. And I had the opportunity to do that. And uh, when uh, I, I was a few years in, you know, I kind of realized that I was probably living her dream instead of mine. Like I loved what I was doing personally in terms of like working with the kids, but like the school and the way the politics work in a school and all that stuff, I really um, am okay with not <laughs> not ever having to deal with again, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so like just as I was kind of like the, the my position was actually getting scaled back a little bit on like 2010 when budget cuts and all that, the financial crisis stuff was happening like 2008, 2009. Like it finally hit the music department in 2010. So I went from being a full-time music teacher to I'm being cut back to about a halftime. And just as that was happening, I was getting totally uh, interested in in photography in terms of um, I was listening to photographers you know on podcasts and on youtube and when you listen to people talk uh the experts talk long enough right um you eventually start thinking like them you start shooting like them and then all of a sudden you kind of are one of them yeah uh you know like over over you know many years of doing this because i've been now i've been a photographer i think maybe even a little bit longer than i was a teacher i was a full-time teacher for about eight years and i'm right now i think i'm about right in the middle of about being eight years into this full time as a as a wedding photographer. So, it, you know, to, to make the, the story kind of short, uh, when I was when I was teaching, I got cut back to halftime. I was like, well, you only live once. I was like super addicted to listening to photography podcasts. I was addicted to my to to cameras and photography and everything like that. I'm like, well, you only live once. I'm going to try and make this thing happen um, as opposed to if I would have kept teaching or if I would have looked for another job in another school district, um, I would have been at the mercy of administration making terrible decisions <laughs> to cut the music program again, right? So so this is just like, uh, you know, you have control of your own life and your own destiny doing this. And just because you go to school for one thing, you don't have to be locked into yeah. that your entire life. Um, and this is, as a wedding photographer, that's like one avenue that 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 we're able to do that where you don't need a certification to, to, to be a wedding photographer um, or 
and, and it's it's actually a beautiful thing. But it's also kind of a crazy thing for those of us that are in this because the access is easy. All you need to do is go buy a camera and call yourself a wedding photographer. But at what level, there's a lot of details that make those of us that do well in this industry um, compared to those who just, you know, buy the camera and then just say it, right? Yeah. So you have, you have to progress slowly in the beginning and kind of take steps that are that are light and, and be always listening as opposed to, um, you know, and, and learning. Yeah. It's all lifelong learning thing. oh absolutely uh so um what drew you towards wedding photography because you said you were listening to all these podcasts and you were into cameras and all that stuff but what what like led you to uh, to do weddings so uh for weddings with me i think it just comes down to that i love people and i love um i just love all kinds of people in all ways shapes and forms and cultures and I feel like there's no better way um, to photograph people than like on the happiest day of their lives, you know? So like we literally, we get to be there on like the happiest day of people's lives and families coming together. Those people will never be in the same room, space and place again for the most part. And, and it's a happy day for people. And I just feel like um, if I, you know, even the, the artistic side, like you can do anything on a wedding yeah. that you would do on, on, on another day. You, you sometimes were a little bit, you know, tighter on time and pressure, but I actually appreciate being like caught up on time and pressure. Cause that makes me hone in on like, what's got to happen. Like, Hey, this has got to happen now. And I like that pressure of a wedding day. Cause it, um, cause otherwise if I don't have that pressure, maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, you know, <laughs> do the things that I want to do artistically. Yeah. Yeah, I, you like, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Making those different choices to go in the different directions with like photographs and stuff like that. I, uh, I agree with you. I love that. Uh, all these things that, you know, happen at the wedding. Sometimes, uh, you run out of time on things or, you know, you're just like, cr like you said, crunch for time or something. Uh, I see it like as a challenge, you know, to kind of like, like you said, hone in on your skills and use those opportunities to, you know, uh, better yourself as a photographer because uh, at weddings, I mean, we come across challenges all the time. Uh, how long have you been doing wedding photography now? You said like eight and a half years. Yeah. So I like got my official start um, in 2010 where I think I had um, that year that I was like halftime or transitioning. Um, I think I had like five weddings in 2010 and I was still like a halftime teacher then. Yeah. But then by the time summer 2011 came around, I actually had about 30 weddings and I've been consistently shooting about 30 weddings ever since. But when in 2011, when I went from five to 30, I was, you know, underpriced for the yeah. area and for the market. But I did know that like, you know, this is what I need to do in order to build up the clientele and the networking. And then I just gradually every single year since then, yeah. um, I've just kind of like slightly gone up by a few hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks until I like, I would say probably just like maybe like two or three years ago, like hit the the number that I've always wanted to hit, um, you know, per, per wedding in order to, to do this. Because what I've always said is like, you know, if I'm going to do this, if this is, you know, I have a, I have a master's degree. I went to school and I could be teaching somewhere if I, if I decided to keep doing that. But if I'm going to be a wedding photographer, I at least better be making the amount of money that I was going to be making when I was teaching or I should just go back to teaching. Yeah. So, um, I think it was only like maybe like two or three years ago that I like consistently hit the, the amount of money that I wanted to be making per wedding in order to live, um, the life that, that I, you know, felt, you know, want to, want to be able to live, yeah. um, doing this. So very cool. 
when when you first got started uh, growing your business, what are some of the resources that you used to to build to build the business? Sure. So I, um, <laughs> well, I think it's amazing because years ago, even at the time that I started in 2010, um, by that point, YouTube was out there. You know, Google is out there. Like you can Google other people's mm-hmm. wedding photography contracts. Um, people are already online doing what we're doing right now in terms of like having conversations. Um, I was I was a big listener to um, uh, the 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 podcast the the. Uh, Photography podcast, Twip, This Week in Photography yep. with Frederick yep. Van Johnson. Um, and that podcast is still going today. Um, but I was a big listening to that and like just a lot of other um, whatever photography podcasts were out there. I, that's why I actually got doing what I'm doing now with the podcast that I'm doing now um, is just because I love listening and I learn a lot as a listener. I learn a lot, you know, for, for the video as well. And so I just like sucked in as much of that as I could. Um, and then, and that's, those, those are basically my resources other than, you know, I'm somebody that's kind of like a little type a in terms of wanting to, um, do things the right way. So like I, when I put together my wedding photography contract, I probably downloaded and, and, and like searched the internet for like maybe like 60 of them and then took, took the best things out of those 60 and like made the one that made sense for me in terms of what I was comfortable with. And that thing's been ever evolving. Like as far as the contract has been totally ever, ever evolving every year, something happens. Like I don't, it's not necessarily gets longer, but it's like, sometimes I'll take things out, but it's just like, it kind of hones into like how I like to run my style of business, um, as, as I've gone along. But I think it's just like always, always learning. And I think like having the background of being a teacher, um, I always said, you know, when I would observe other teachers or other teachers would would observe me, um, if I saw another teacher do something that was awesome, I told that other teacher, Hey, I'm stealing that man. Like I'm bringing that back to my classroom and I'm going to be doing that in my classroom because it works. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel. If like, if like this is something that works. So it's kind of the same thing. Like I feel like um, when you listen to other photographers, if so- somebody has something that's like, Hey man, that's a, that's a great idea. I was, if I was listening to some photography podcast and a photographer has like this idea, that's this amazing thing. Hey, I'm probably going to take that and use that in my own business, you know? Yeah. So I think the more that we're learning and, and bringing that back to how, you know, you know, what works for us, I think the better. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and so artistically though, what were some of the influences that you had in the beginning when mm. you first started out? So artistically, I was <laughs> Flickr was a huge thing back <laughs> yeah, then in like yeah. 2009, 2010. So I was on Flickr a lot. I was like constantly looking at other wedding photography, um, um, you know, photos come through my feed and I would like star all the favorite ones. And when I first started, um, I would actually take I remember like I even have like shot lists from my first engagement sessions and my first weddings that were like essentially just like copying the hell out of other people's stuff that I like liked as favorite images. And 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 now I would never do that now, like as far as like just artistically and everything like that. But I think it is kind of a good thing, like when you're as an artist, um, when you you should look at other people's other other people's work and find people that you admire and find yeah. styles of work that you admire so that you have an idea that 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 you can try different things and it's okay to emulate styles and the learning phase of things but and i think that was maybe like the first maybe even honestly the first like 
half a year or a year that I was doing that. And I pretty quickly found out the more that I'm looking at the stupid shot list, the less creative I'm actually being <laughs> and you're less in the moment, yeah. you know, and, and it, that's even especially true when like brides give us these Pinterest you know, list and yeah. all that stuff where it's like the more that I'm looking at a list, the less I'm able to like, look at the beautiful light, yeah. find the amazing things that are happening. You know, we, you know, all these things, but, um, but yeah, so, but that is how I started is like looking at, looking on like Flickr and joining different Flickr wedding photography groups or, um, you know, just the other social media things that were out there at that time. So, but I look back on that work now and, and it's funny cause like, I look at back at a lot of that. I'm like, oh man, this was terrible. I'm like that 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 was my inspiration. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like on some of the, and some of it's amazing too. I'm not I'm not meaning to say yeah. that, but I think like when we're younger and we're first starting out, we don't really know what quality work is yet. Yeah. You know, we yeah. kind of have to figure out. Uh, we kind of have to shoot terrible work in order to learn. Hey, that's terrible, and then we kind of get better as as we go. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, I I like what you said about um, picking up from you know finding uh, photographers that that inspire you and I, I, in a way trying to mimic their work because in the beginning you don't really know what to shoot. You know, you're talking about yeah. like having a shot list. Like we've done it long enough. Know that now that the last thing we want is a specific shot list. We've been to a ton of weddings. We kind of know what to do, and we want to be free to be creative but when you're first starting out like you don't even know that you have to get a ring shot or a dress shot or all these different right. shots so i think looking at other people's work isn't isn't so bad as you know especially since you're just learning how how to shoot a wedding mm -hmm. yep and i did have like uh i i did second shoot maybe like four or five weddings before I even did my own, uh, you know, so I, so I kind of had an idea of the flow of the day, yeah. um, before just kind of jumping in. Um, and that was super helpful because I had a buddy of mine, um, out in Rochester was a wedding photographer at the time. And he, um, he, you know, was working for a studio and needed a second shooter. And it was cool because we got to hang out yeah. and do these weddings together. But it, uh, but it was really I feel like it really helped me understand like the flow of a day, even doing those four or five, like right off the bat, yeah. I think really helped me when I jumped into my own. I was like, oh, you know, I've done this a few times before. I understand the flow of the day or the, at least starting out. And obviously I've learned a lot since, since then, yeah. you know, as you go along, you can, you never stop learning. But I think especially at the beginning, that was super helpful. So if you are new and you're starting out, I think that's, I would really try. And sometimes it's hard. It's, it is hard to like work your way in there. But I think a lot of photographers starting out too also aren't so good at knowing like, hey, there's always, I don't know what your area is like, but in my area, we've got a lot of good networking groups for photographers, and, but a lot of people don't take advantage of it. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, dude, like get come, like you can go and meet all these people that are doing this full time. And, but nobody wants to work with people if you don't know them, yeah. you know, like, like I'm not going to bring somebody into a wedding that I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the more that you get to you know, talk to people and network with people, the, the higher chance of somebody saying, yeah, come on and then third shoot, you know, this part of the day or, or assist this part of the day. All those opportunities are out there, but you've got to, people got to step up and take them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, do you, um, do you have like a team of photographers that you work with? How do you, how do you run your business as far as like your, your weddings go? Yeah. So I'm, uh, as a type A person that doesn't know how to let things go, <laughs> um, I, I've tried to have other people do my edits. I've tried to have other people shoot for my studio. Yeah. So like, um, but I've just really come down to, I really like doing my own weddings. 
I like editing my own weddings. I like just having a second photographer. So I have like, you know, two or three people that I pull from in the area on a regular basis. If I have a destination wedding, I typically um, will, you know, find second shooter groups in those areas and do my homework on who I choose to bring in and, and have shoot with me. But that's also good networking too when I have the destination weddings and I'm meeting new people in those areas. I mean, it's a solo gig for me, man. Yeah. It's a so like, that's a beautiful thing is like, um, I, when I was, when I was teaching, I would like do all these other things and I would do all these extra things and, and, uh, I would present technology workshops for other music teachers. And ever, you know, when I decided to do this wedding photography thing, the whole point is so I don't have to kind of do any of that. Like I do the podcast, yeah. but it's like, um, I don't know, man, I don't have to, it, I, we can keep it simple and, yeah. and I, and I like keeping it simple. Um, it's just, it's just easier when, when I know that. I don't know. I, I'm a little, maybe a little bit too type A and, and controlling of the situation. I know that I need to delegate a little bit more at certain times, but I can't do it. I can't let go. I can't let go of the editing, man. I got to add my own <laughs> stuff. I can't do it. But you know what? That's that's definitely uh, one of the perks. You know, you can make your business uh, your own. You can make you can run it however you want to. You know, yeah. we're the we're the same way. Uh, my wife does all of our uh, calling and editing at right now. She does all of our editing. Yeah. And and it she wouldn't be able to let it go just like you. She wouldn't be able to let it go to somebody else. Like she knows what she likes. She knows the look that we want to have. And she's like, I can't have anybody else overlooking that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so we're, we're kind of the same way in that aspect. I recently heard that you came out to California. All right. Yes. You were yeah. out here shooting a wedding and I heard this on your podcast. It was you actually hired a listener to be yeah. to second shoot with you because they were networking with you online, yes. correct? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And that's that's the cool thing about you know doing these podcasts and getting to network with other people throughout yeah. our country, right? It's like, um, I like I said, like if I'm gonna bring somebody into a wedding, um, who we have there as a wedding, like is totally representative of our business. Yeah. So we better be really smart about who we have there and why we have them at that wedding. And it, it was cool because um, I uh, I was I needed a second shooter for a wedding in California, and um, I went on like one of those second shooter groups or whatever, and I just saw that like, hey, I like this dude um, is a friend of mine on Facebook, so he and I just put two and two together. Oh, he must be a podcast listener. So I reached out to him and it worked out great. And it, it turned, and his work was fantastic. So it, it was just nice that it, uh, that it worked out. Cause I mean, if it were, if his work was terrible, that would have not, <laughs> that would have not gone over well, but his work was really fantastic. He was a podcast listener. So that's, that's great networking right there, yeah. you know, as far as all that goes. So yeah, that's awesome. That was awesome. Uh, where, where in California did you guys, uh, shoot at? So it was um, the Costa Mesa and Irvine, uh, California. Yep. Um, the wedding was at uh, what is it called? Oh, Seegerstrom Concert Hall in okay. Irvine. Um, and that's I guess it's a newer venue. It's really super beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's just big, beautiful concert hall. Um, and it was a it was a cool venue. Yeah. Nice. Well, if you come out to California again, you'll have to let me know so we can uh, do another recording in person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. And, and that's the beautiful thing about this, right? Yeah. You know, like let's say that you know you have a wedding out here in New York and you need a second shooter, you give Andy a call. There you, go. you know what I mean? <laughs> if I can't do it, maybe I know somebody who can. You yeah. know, so and no, vice versa. Great. So yep. yeah. that's the beauty of networking for sure. Uh, so, are you a part of any like photography organizations like PPA, WPPI, anything like that? 
Yeah, so I was a member of WPPI for a number of years, and I think I kind of let that lapse a year or two ago. Um, I'm actually more actually um, involved in American Society of Media Photographers, ASMP. Even though I'm a wedding photographer, I do do a good amount. I mean, not a good amount, but I would say maybe a fair amount of commercial work. That's kind of like my secondary source of income outside Mm -hmm. of wedding photography. Um, But we just have a more active um, ASMP group in our area. It's like really super active. We actually just had an event last night. Um, We had about like maybe 40, maybe 50 people there, which is pretty cool, you know, to just be able to get photographers together. Um, One of our, the people in our, one of the ASMP guys in our area, actually who is a past president of American Society of Media Photographers, lives in our area. And he organizes this thing. It's called Photo Beers. And it's just photographers getting together, having beers. Oh, that's cool. And, and it's cool and it's not like, you know, because some of these photo things, they're like over the top education and they're like these organized people are taking minutes and all this crap. And I'm just I'm just not wired like that. I just want to like hang out yeah. and drink a beer and talk photography socially yeah. on the side. And that's how we got this thing set up. And it's great. Um, everybody, for the most part, our area is like very well um, networked with each other. For the most part, people like each other, which is actually slightly different in Buffalo. I'm talking because yeah. in Rochester, an hour in the other direction a lot of the photographers hate each other. There's like past trauma of all this stuff. So it's so interesting to see like how different it could be in the different areas, you know, as far as like, you know, photographers networking goes. But, um, yeah, I think it's really important. And I'm so glad that in Buffalo, we have that, this going on the way we do. I'm going to have to find one of those beer photography groups or start one down here too. (laughs) Yeah. Photo Uh, beers. Maybe it'll become a thing. (laughs) Uh, so what kinds of things do you do to market your business? Um, honestly, I do nothing to market my, my, my <laughs> business. I literally do nothing at all. Um, I, 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 the way I see it is like, if I just kill it on people's wedding, like if I just kill it over deliver in terms of like the quality of work that I'm shooting and not, but not only that, but it's like you, the personality and like how you, show people that you care, you know, about their wedding day and their wedding. And you just go the extra mile at every step of the way. If you do that, um, you don't have to do any advertising at all. And I literally don't do any advertising at all. Um, my clients do the advertising for me. I think like maybe, um, I would say, uh, maybe five years ago, like I kind of got suckered into like, like I had, I like to hit my 30 weddings a year and I was like a little bit lower than that. And like, I got suckered in at the right time of this one organization wanted me to, you know, advertise. And it seemed like it was a good thing. And I think I spent like 400 bucks. It was the worst money I ever spent. And I've never spent, spent that money again. It's just, uh, it's just been word of mouth like that. However, I do have to, I don't want just, I'm a very honest human being. Um, I do, I do have to say Facebook, um, uh, and I've never, I've never done this until maybe like a week or two ago. Facebook had this little thing and it sent it to my, my messages. It's like, Hey, you have a business page that you never use. And I I do. And I (laughs) I never use it. Once, once they started like charging, you know, for views and all that stuff, I literally like, I just, I ignore my Facebook page, the business page. Yeah. Um, and but they sent this thing of like, hey, three fifteen dollars credit. Come on over. Come spend the fifteen bucks. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this because my whole thing is like, for where I am, I wanna if I were gonna to venture out a little bit more from my area, Boston is like a super cheap flight from Buffalo. Okay. And so is um so is like Long Island. My mother lives out in Long Island, and I, and if I was gonna pick up more weddings, I'd love for for them to be there because. Okay. 
it's a super cheap flight. Yeah. And um, so what I did is I did that Facebook um, uh, advertising, and it was for like 40 bucks. So this is literally the first time since like four years or something like that that yeah. I've done it. And it's amazing because it actually kind of works, man. Like I yeah. spent like 40 bucks, and, and I targeted just – you know, uh, women between the ages of, um, I think like 25 and 35 in those areas. And I think like I got like 200 likes or something like that on this, on this one image on my my Facebook business page. And I I literally have ignored that. Like I've never done anything. And I was so, so this is just in all honesty, but, uh, that, that actually did do some advertising other than what I just said, but that's so rare for me. 99% of everything I get is just word of mouth and networking yeah. and all that. But I'm like, if I'm going to pick up other weddings, I'd, I'd want them to be in that area. Yeah. So that's why, you know, that's why I did that. That's a, that's a really interesting route to take. I, uh, uh, I'm I'm always interested in hearing like how people handle their advertising because you hear all these different things and there's so many different ways to advertise your business. Um, I like that you say if you just if you really just over deliver to your ed, to your clients and make them happy, they will do the work for you. You're right. Yeah. They're, they're gonna refer you to everybody and they're gonna sing you praises and and you're gonna get more work from them. Um, but uh, I know what how how's a good way to like really understand how your business is is going because i mean like like i said with uh, all these different ways to advertise and market it's hard to understand like where your uh like demographic is and where your clients are coming from how do you kind of, how do you kind of keep track of those things 100 percent, man and i've got a i'm i'm a science-based evidence-based man right <laughs> so like so like what i do is i actually have like uh an ex well it used to be excel but now it's on google docs like a spreadsheet right yeah. And I can go back to every year since I started, 2010, 2011, 2012. And I can see in 2011, you know, I shot those 30 weddings where I mentioned I was underpriced, right? But I can look and see the date that was signed on the contract, the amount they paid for the deposit, the amount they, the package they went with, um, how I got referred, right? So I can look down that referral list for 2011. I can say, oh, I got from this wedding, from that wedding, from that wedding, whether it's a tree branch that grows in different directions mm-hmm. or, um, uh, or if it was a, a referral from somebody I went to high school with, it was a referral from somebody I went to college with, if it was a referral from some, you know, I, I can look back and see all that. So any time that I've ever raised prices um, and I've ever gotten up to, you know, like the price that I want to be shooting at right right now, any time that I ever raised prices, it's because I looked and I saw, oh, last year at this time I had 10 weddings and right now I have 15. So I don't want to shoot more than 30 because I'm only capable of shooting 30. If I shoot more than 30, I'm going to, that's too crazy for me. Right. So, so when I've noticed that I've been ahead of where I was in like the past two years or so, that means that I'm ahead of the game and I can raise my prices and that's okay. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's, and it's based on science, man. It's based literally on science of, do I have more or less? And, and if I do ever have less, I, I also know to never be worried. If I have um, the only time I will ever be worried is if I look at that 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 at that um uh, spreadsheet and it says that like oh I have less weddings now than I did last year or two years or like I'm seeing a trend if I look at that thing if I see that then I'm like oh I actually need to worry now luckily I've never needed to worry since I've started this thing I only need to like kind of like worry I'm like oh like you know like I'm actually like two or three behind where I should be so that kind of pushes me a little bit to like, like, okay, I got to really produce the the level of work that I want to produce, you know, and I've never had to deal with that yet. So I'm going to knock on wood (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that, uh, that continues to go the way that it is. But, um, 
but yeah, so that so that's kind of like my science based way of like just looking at it and seeing like should I worry or should I raise prices? Yeah. And 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 I feel like that that's that's a way to because you know you hear a lot of photographers that like go up too high too fast. Yeah. And then you like lose all your clientele. Like you like you people that refer can't refer to their friends because it's in a totally different market, yeah. a totally different bracket. Um, so that's kind of how I've how I've done that as I've gone up a little bit over the years. Yeah. How do you how do you decide when to uh, raise your prices or how to you know how to set your packages for for your weddings? Yeah. Well, kind of like I just said, it's just like um, if I know that. Um, you know, our price is partially based on demand, yeah. you know? Um, and I think a lot of photographers don't really understand that. Well, actually, first of all, I want to say that photographers don't understand that you should be asking yourself first, how much do you want to be making a year? That's, that's the first question. Cause we are a business. We're, we're a business. And, and if we're as much as we might be in it for the art, um, we, at the same time, better be thinking like if we're going to make this our lifetime passion, if we're going to be able to do this a lifetime, we better be thinking about things strategically so that we can continue to do this, um, um, you know, as things go along. Yeah. But for but it's it's kind of like you look at that and you say, well, if you have more then because price is based on demand, I actually can raise up maybe a couple hundred bucks. I usually would rec- I would suggest not going up more than maybe by like two, three hundred bucks at a time, because if yeah. you go. Beyond that, in, in one year or one season, uh, it's going to be a harder time for those past clients to refer to their friends if you go up too high too fast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's odd. Man, I'm like, I'm sitting here like taking notes <laughs> on some of the stuff that you're saying. Uh, do you, I, I mean, you have this background in, in teaching. Do you have like workshops or photography classes that, that you offer? Yeah, so I um, have started doing a little bit of that, but it's just only been when people have asked me. Yeah. Um, because I, I literally am like busy enough that that I'm shooting the number of weddings that I want to, and I'm doing this other commercial work on the side. So, so I'm I'm not really like seeking it out. And and honestly, starting the podcast th- that I started, part of the reason was you know long term, like later on in life. Um, I do want to do some of that yeah. and I kind of want to build up a network, you know, of people, of people to, you know, have op- those opportunities be present to me when I want to go down that route. But so right now it's like I had, you know, when people ask me, I'll do a workshop, but I don't necessarily seek it out. Yeah. Um, and, and so that means that maybe like once a year, um, maybe twice a year I'll have, um, little things or, you know, and I'll, there, I've also had a number of other photographers in my area that come do one-on-ones with me and yeah. I've got kind of a pricing set up for that. You know, oh, come okay. hang out, come hang out for half the day, anything that you want to talk about, we'll talk about, um, whether it be off camera lighting, yeah. um, the business stuff or whatever, whatever it might be. So, yeah, well, you should definitely do more of it, man. Cause you're, you're a natural speaker and you have a lot of great advice and tips to give. So. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I love I love teaching, and that's the thing is that's why I, I did the podcast because like I love teaching. I love I I miss this in my life, and yeah. that's that's I I love doing it. So, um, yeah, that's appreciate awesome. that. Thank you. Uh, so for photographers coming into the wedding industry, what are some of the more important areas of the business you, that you think they they should focus on? If you were to give them some of that advice. Uh, in terms of the business side of things, yeah, like it, they're going in into the wedding industry, they and they're doing their research, and you know, they maybe they already know like the camera side and all those things. But what what would be like the main aspects of our business that you would focus on if you if you were to go back and start over? Um, 
I guess the main thing, it really is kind of what I was just talking about in terms of like being able to know, like if you're going to make a business out of this, um, you need to first know how much you you need to be making in a year in order yeah. to survive. Otherwise, don't do it. <laughs> you know, otherwise, uh, in, unless it's a side thing, and that's fine too. Like if you have a full time job and you just want to like pick up a few weddings on the side, that's mm -hmm. totally cool. That's fine. But but know what your time is worth. One of the best questions um, I've ever heard somebody ask about this, and I think it was on like a Life Hacker article or something like that. And here's a question: um, How much would you, Ulysses? How much? How long would you wait in line for a $100 gift card to wherever you wanted it to be? How long would you wait? Uh, man, that's a really good question. $100 gift card to wherever yeah. I want to be? Yeah, would you wait in line? It's, you know that at the end of the line, no matter what, you're going to get a $100 gift card for anything you want. It, would you wait in that line for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, yeah. an hour and a half? Three hours? Yeah. How how long would you wait in line? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe tops maybe an hour before I got sick <laughs> okay, of being yeah. in that line. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So everybody has a different answer to like how long they would wait in that line, right? And it's like and so here's the thing. If if your answer is the longest I'm gonna wait is an, is one hour, right? Then you better as hell be be charging more than $100 an hour in your business, right? Because it's like, cause like if you're just standing in line for free, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like doing nothing for an yeah. hour, right? It's like you better be charging more than that or or you don't understand the value of your own time, yeah. right? So so whether you're doing it on the side or you're doing it, you know, for your own, you know, for your own business purposes, like you, that's a, an important question that I think people need to ask themselves, like what is your time worth? And then once you know that, you know, in both sides of it, in terms of like how much you want to be making a year, how much you want to be making per hour. Once you ask those questions, then you could be like, well, how many, how many weddings am I capable of shooting? How much do I need to be charging per wedding in order to to hit the goals? You got to have those goals in mind. And a lot of people don't have goals. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to get in here and, and charge what photographer A is charging or charge what photographer B is charging without having any idea of how, why that photographer is charging what they're charging. You know, like like that photographer may have a ton of overhead. They may have no overhead. That photographer may have, you know, maybe the sole breadwinner for the family or they, they might be a part-time gig. Mm -hmm. So you can't base your prices on other people's prices. You need to decide for your own what your time is worth and what and how much you want to be making you know, per year. And then once you answer those questions, then you have to do kind of a deep dive on the cost of running a business. And there's great, uh, if you go to like American Society of Media Photographers and search the cost of doing business calculator, or if you look up these cost of doing business calculators and you plug all that stuff in, you plug in what your, what your expenses are, you plug in what your rent is per month or not, you, and what your gear costs, how much gear you need to be replacing each year. Once you do all that math, then you kind of end up in a place where you're like, oh, this is how much I should be charging per day, or this is how much I should be charging per wedding if I'm only capable of doing 30 a year. You know, um, and those are important questions a lot of people don't ask, uh, especially when when a lot of us as photographers are, you know, on the artsy side of things, and we yeah. love doing what we do for the art. But um, it has to be both. And I think those of us that are most successful um, have the art side, they have the business side, and we're able to kind of like put it all together to make it work. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like uh, I, I was just at, um, I went to a career day at this middle school today and uh, I got to talk 
uh, in front of this art class. So it's all the students. I mean, they they're their focus in that class is just art. You know, they're painters yeah. and, and they love to draw and they love to do all these things. And that's what I told them. I was like, one of the things that I wasn't really told because I was that artsy student that liked to take pictures and liked to draw. And I knew that I wanted to take a career path that involved the arts. Nobody told me that I needed to know how to do my taxes. I needed to know how to, you know, manage my finances and all these things. And those things are just as important, if not more important to know when you're starting any business. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, you know, what's what's crazy, too, is that I didn't ever understood this when I was teaching as opposed to running my own business. But like, it's not just photographers. It's lawyers. Mm -hmm. It's doctors. It's dentists. You ever see all the dentists advertise their business? Dentists are crazy, man. <laughs> like they've got they've got all these these billboards up all over the yeah. place. Yeah. And like just and you just think about like if you, you're not. To, so you need. As photographers, we should be obviously we're about the craft of photography and the art of photography. But the other side is is we should just be just as you know from the business side, like yeah. be admiring like like oh this is how the dentist does it. That's yeah. interesting. How can I bring some of that into my business? Right. It's yeah. like it's interesting. Wow. It, it, but you but you don't think that like that yeah. doctors you think that a doctor goes to school to be a, a family physician, right? And then they're just a doctor, right? Yeah. But no, they they have they have practices and they have to like get get patients in there mm -hmm. and they call, they charge a certain amount of money and they've got Medicaid and all that kind of stuff going on. So it's like, it's still a business. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's interesting to, to think that cause I never really thought that way at all. When I was a teacher, yeah. I was just like, Oh, I'm getting my government teacher paychecks. It's great. <laughs> and moving on, you know, man, that's a really good way to look at it. I like that. Uh, so we've, uh, you've mentioned the podcast, uh, a little bit. You have a podcast called wedding, Ph wedding photographers unite. Right. Yes. Uh, how long have you guys been doing the podcast now? I saw you guys just celebrated a hundred episodes. Right. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, one hundred episodes in. I I didn't know that we would be doing it this long, but there you go. <laughs> um, and we started in January of 2015 because it was you know during the off season. We're like, ah, we should uh, just see what happens. And I asked my buddy Neil, um, Neil Urban. Um, a fantastic photographer and uh you know in our area and i and what's cool is it's like kind of like what i was talking about before like you can either be, be an adversary right of of the other photographers in town yeah. that are like working at your level or you can join forces and like do amazing things together yeah. you know and it's like yeah. and and come on man you know so um so we've been doing this since january 2015 i think it's been an amazing experience um you know for networking purposes for getting yeah. to know other people and also i think it's it's not even just that it's about learning right like i've learned so much from talking to other people talking with each other like uh, thinking about how we are different you know like yeah. um me me neil and jimmy uh who's been on our show like the last uh, year or so now um we're all a little bit different and we all um you know learn uh, differently and and approach things differently and think about things differently yeah. and 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 sometimes um, while I might have my own opinion to start that, you know, Neil or Jimmy might change my mind or talking to somebody else or maybe a conversation with you, yeah. um, or other people that we've had the conversations with, like that can inspire us to change our opinion. And, and I think we should be open to that because uh, sometimes we might not be doing things the best way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's great, man. And, and, uh, again, I really love your, your podcast. I'm going to include it in the, in the show notes so everybody can go check it out because it is, uh, really interesting, uh, all the topics that you guys bring. And I mean, like I said, my favorite part about it is that all of you guys come in with all these different opinions on a topic, but you guys all sit there and discuss it and, and, you know, talk it out. 
That's really good. Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, you've given us, uh, some really great insight, man. I, uh, I've, I'm a big fan of your work. I've been looking at all your stuff. Uh, where can people find you on, on, uh, online? Yeah. So, um, my name is Andy Buscemi. My last name is B-U-S-C-E-M-I. And if you Google my name, um, you can find me, my social media that way. But like really probably Instagram is a thing that I'm, that I think only within the last couple of years I've kind of switched over to that. Like yeah. I said, the Facebook business page is just, it's a ghost town over there yeah. other than the, the 30 or 40 bucks I just spent on advertising <laughs> out, <laughs> out in Boston. Um, but yeah, I don't even use it anymore just because yeah. of the way they, they change all those algorithms and everything like that. I'm more about using the, the personal Facebook page. Yeah. So friend me, friend me on uh, Facebook, just the personal page. That's cool. Uh, on Instagram. And uh, my website is uh, bushemiphotography.com. You're gonna have to keep us updated on on the Facebook marketing and how that works out for you some more. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm probably that's all I'm gonna do is that is that 30, 40 bucks that I spend. Yeah. That's 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 my limit. That's as much as I'll spend spend every five years. But it actually it works out okay. I mean, I think I got like maybe like 200 likes over the course of a week for yeah. 40 bucks. That's so if good. you want, so and and I mean, and it was those targeted. Yeah, you know, women um, in those two areas that I wanted to hit. So that's kind of cool. You never know something can come out of that. Yeah, so that's good. It says a lot. Yep. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with me and letting me pick your brain about everything, man. My pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me on. And that's it. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. If you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoy this podcast, please do me a favor. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. Subscribe to the podcast. If you want to reach out to me, if you have any topics that you want to hear on the podcast, you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And you could also join our Facebook group, and all the links to the Facebook group and Instagram and Twitter, they're all in the show notes. So head down there and you can uh, make your way over there. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you guys on the next one.